You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. If you're in the market for a new home, you might think that real estate agents are just for the seller. But buyers with real estate agents are smart shoppers, and the seller pays the commission. But buyers beware. Before you choose an agent, read our story. Choose agent carefully before buying a house when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Making good homes better at one money pit Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us for the solution to your do-it-yourself dilemma. What are you doing? What are you working on? If you've ever nailed your work club to a project, <laughs> then you probably need our help. So call us right now. 888-666-3974. We have got a great show planned for this hour. If you're tired of your same old kitchen, you know you're in there a lot. You're looking at it all the time. Well, we're going to tell you how to dress up your cabinets and create a whole new look for just a few bucks. We're talking about hardware, folks. And it doesn't have to cost a lot. Speaking of which, what does cost a lot is energy. Energy is going to be incredibly expensive this year. But you know what? We've got some tips to help you keep those costs down, especially if you're using a wood-burning stove. There is a right way to use it. There's a wrong way to use it. There's the right fuels. There's the wrong fuels. We're going to show you what you need to know to get the most out of using a wood-burning stove. And now that we've got your home improvement appetites peaked and you've got all of these ideas and plans that you want to do. And no money to spend on them. Exactly. Where are you going to get that money to finance that major renovation you've been thinking about and dreaming about? We're going to tell you all about that in a great interview later this hour. Plus, one caller we choose is going to win a brand new faucet for your bathroom. Add some bling. It's worth 65 bucks. It comes from Peerless. To qualify, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. You must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and share that question with us. Leslie, who's first? Bill in Illinois listens to the Money Pit on Discovery Radio Network. What can we do for you? I've got an 80-year-old house that has uh, wood lath and plaster walls, and it has some water damage. I was wondering if you think it would be more prudent to take the uh, wood lath and plaster out, replace it with drywall, or just try and repair the uh, wood lath and plaster. There's actually a third way to do that, Bill, and that is to put drywall on top of the plaster, sort of skin the plaster. How big of an area are we talking about? Well, it's a ceiling probably about 15 by 15. I also have another problem. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. I'm sure you have. There's a, a, a material on the outside of the plaster itself that looks like somebody just took their fingers and made designs. Like a textured ceiling. Well, do you want a smooth ceiling, Bill? Yes. 
All right. Well, I'll tell you, if you take that old plaster down, you can do it, but it's a big, stinking, dirty job. I got to tell you, it's really a dirty job. So what you might want to do is simply take some half-inch drywall and then apply it on top of the plaster. What you're going to want to do is use drywall screws, find all the ceiling joists ahead of time, and then attach it right to the ceiling by going right through the old plaster. This is going to sort of sandwich that plaster in, which will also help it uh, become safer and more reinforced because sometimes when plaster gets wet, the plaster that goes through the wood lath and sort of has little fingers that sort of grab the back of it gets weak and that can fall down and hurt somebody. But if you put drywall up there, it'll, it'll make it nice and tight and clean and even surface. You can simply spackle the joints in the drywall and you'll be good to go. In your case, I think that's going to be the easiest way. You'll get rid of that texture you don't like. You'll secure the ceiling and it'll be uh, the least disruptive. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Bill. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Shelly in Indiana, how can we help? Um, yes, I had saw on um, one of your previous radio show transcripts about a molding that was no cut, no um, easy installation. Yes, it's called the Quick Clips Crown Molding System. We remember that because it was so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was wondering more, I wanted more information about it. Um, you know, if it was like, you know, how it went up. Now, what, the way this works is um, there are clips that actually get attached to the inside corner between the ceiling and the wall. And then the molding kind of snaps into these clips. And it's pre-cut with the pre-cut corners, uh -huh. so you don't have to worry about miters. Crown molding can be the most difficult type of molding to put on. Because oh, and it it's so open... confusing because you have to cut it in a certain direction. It's like upside down and facing towards you. And yeah. if you're not thinking about it all the time, you can really make some costly mistakes because molding is very expensive. Yeah. And this is made out of polyurethane, so it's dimensionally stable. And it will hold its paint fantastically. Well, and I wondered how it worked with uneven walls. <laughs> um, my home is built in, it was built in the 1800s, so walls aren't very even. Well, you'll find that the polyurethane molding is very flexible. So if you put enough of these clips on and then just snap this in place, it shouldn't have any trouble going over an uneven wall surface. Let me give you the website for it. It's simply focalpoint.com. And if you find a space on your wall where perhaps the molding isn't flexing and you're seeing a little gap underneath, you can always go in with a paintable caulk and just run a bead of caulk where the, where the molding meets the wall and then paint it with your wall color or leave it the same color as the trim, depending on however you see it where it's falling on the wall. And that will hide any of that strain spacing. Okay, and the clip system, does it go into the ceiling like where the wall and the ceiling meet, or does it go into the wall where the ceiling it, meets? It goes into the wall where the wall and the ceiling meet. All right, Shelly, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. And Shelly ran into us online by searching the Money Pit show transcript. So if you ever missed something that we talked about on the show, you can always go to moneypit.com and search the online transcripts for that piece of information. Talking to Utah next with Otzi. What can we do for you? Yes, I have some aluminum sliding windows, and it's a 53-year-old house. Okay. And it seems to be fiddling. When we try to take out windows to wash them, the, uh, you know, the glass breaks. And I was wondering, uh, is it possible to replace those or what's? I know, I think the house is settling. Well, absolutely. And in Utah, you want something that's a lot more efficient than a sliding aluminum window. Those have got a... Those have got to be costing you a ton of money and lost energy. Not to mention the condensation. Yeah, I think that you're a good candidate for window replacement, Otzi. And I'll tell you, right now is a good time to do that because the federal energy tax credit will give you, I think, about 500 bucks in a tax credit 
for putting in uh, new windows in your house. What you want to do is select windows that are Energy Star rated. And there are a lot of good programs out there. Anderson Windows has one that's called Anderson Renewal that's very, very good. That works extremely well. You can get some very gorgeous windows that can even look like wood windows. And they slip into the openings where the old windows used to be. So installing them is not that big of a deal anymore. In fact, you know, a pro could probably replace those windows inside of a day. Anne's out in Big Sky Country in Montana listening on KBLL. What can we do for you today? Hi, I have this tub, turn of the century, that's from 1899 to 1900. Old tub that um, has a pedestal under it rather than cloth feet. Okay. And the outside of the tub, it's been outside in my backyard for three years, and the outside of the tub has rust spots on it, and the pedestal, the inside of the pedestal is totally rusty, and the outside has rust as well and old paint and stuff, and I'm putting it on a brand-new white-tiled floor, and I don't want the rust to get onto the floor, and I want to know how to get it painted and get it cleaned up and painted so that it looks decent in my new bathroom. So basically, you want to stop the rust from coming through the feet or the bottom of the pedestal onto the floor. Well, and also, it sounds like this the whole item needs to be recast. You know, when you're dealing with a cast iron tub, all of the finishes are baked on. So it's probably, you know, best to have it professionally done and have it completely re-enameled. That would be great, but it weighs a thousand pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know. We know. Um, but the, you know, the enameling kits that you can do yourself are just not nearly as effective. And um, think of them as a glorified paint job for your tub and with something that's as gorgeous as that that might be something that you want to have done professionally now if uh, you're simply just trying to reinstall it with, without worrying about transferring this rust you might want to think about a material that you could put between the pedestal and the floor to sort of stop any rust from from coming through that area like a membrane or yeah think of like a rubber like a piece of rubber roofing material that was cut flush with the bottom of the pedestal so it didn't really show but it would prevent any contact, so then your rust could, couldn't come through. All right, Ann, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Oh, I'm so jealous. All I want is a bathtub where I can sink in and get all cozy. <laughs> My problem is that when I sink into the bathtub, all the water leaves. You know, it's like our <laughs> bathtub is so shallow that to yeah. even like remotely get yourself in there, it's just this acrobatic act. So it's like I never take a bath. Thank goodness I'm on the road as often as I am because I get to see a variety of bathtubs at many hotels. But You, you know, know what the secret is? You have to buy like a two-person bathtub if you want one for yourself. It's like buying tents. If you buy a, a one-person tent, you can't fit in it. If you buy a two-person tent, it's perfect for you and your Put it, My dream is a clawfoot tub, but I've heard that our floor joists run the wrong way. So it won't support the weight of such a hefty, hefty tub. I don't tub. think that's true. I think if you distribute the weight properly, you could do you could do fine. Even if you need a little floor reinforcement, you could brace it up from the underside. All right. Well, when Ed and I want to stay in your house while our bathroom's redone, you'll have to allow us in the guest room. <laughs> so that you don't end up with like a real live version of the money pit where the tub All falls through the floor. All we have is one bathroom. <laughs> All right, Money Pit listeners, now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. That's right. If we're not in, we will call you back the next time we're in the studio. Well, are you tired of staring at the same old kitchen, thinking about a redo but just don't have the big bucks it might take? Don't worry. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Up next, a new decorating trend that can change the entire look of your kitchen for a bargain price. 888-MONEY-PIT. So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> 
A metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. Oh, <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit metalroofing.com. Did you know that you can qualify for a federal tax credit of up to $500 when you buy an Energy Star metal roof? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to metalroofing.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. If your house could talk, it would probably tell you to call Roto-Rooter to take care of your plumbing and drain problems. Your home's plumbing system is worth about 8% of your home's value, so address small problems before they become big ones. Call the pros at Roto-Rooter for jobs, big or small, day or night, planned or even those emergencies. You'll get quality, on-time service from friendly, caring people. For local service, call Roto-Rooter at 800-942-ROTO or schedule online at rotorooter.com. Not all services available at all offices. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Who often says that diamonds are a girl's best friend, but you say that jewelry could also be a compliment to your cabinets. Uh, you got to explain that one. Well, seriously, when you think about looking at your cabinets, some people have hardware, some people don't. Sometimes you see the hinges, sometimes there's a pull, a knob, a drawer pull, whatever you want to call it. That's what we call hardware for your kitchen cabinets. And you can change them inexpensively and easily. And it's fun and it really can add new life to your old cabinets and even any of your furnishings in the house. And there are literally thousands of shapes, styles, and sizes. So don't even be afraid to mix and match patterns. Choose some for one area, choose a different kind for another. And 
even if you have something around the house like seashells or beads or things that you like, you can create your own drawer pulls or your knobs or any type of hardware. So be adventurous, be imaginative, search around, even look in some antique shops. You'll be able to find some really beautiful and unique hardware for that kitchen and give it a whole new look in no time flat for a very few dollars. Excellent advice. 888-666-3974. The Money Pit, because you can't watch television while doing home improvement projects, or at least... Well, not if you want to keep all your fingers. You shouldn't. That's right. You have to take inventory <laughs> before, during, and after completion of the project. That's why we do this on the radio and also by podcast. You can download The Money Pit podcast every single week at moneypit.com. And we want to thank especially the folks from iTunes who did a big story about us. We were featured in New Music. Tuesday, uh, just a couple of weeks back. We want to thank them sincerely for doing that. Yeah, and revolutionizing everybody's lives. iTunes totally oh. rocks it out. <laughs> Unbelievable. If, if you want to see the amazing number of podcasts you can listen to, you can go to iTunes uh, and check them out because it really is pretty amazing. But I am proud to say there are very, very few. Perhaps we may be the only home improvement podcast out there and the downloads show it. Uh, thank you so much for all of you that download the show every single week. So if you've missed it, you can simply subscribe at moneypit.com and it will come down to your iPod cost free every single week. That's right. And if you give us a call now at one eight 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 Money Pit, one caller we choose this hour is going to win a fantastic prize from Peerless. We're going to be giving away a single-handle lavatory faucet in a brushed nickel finish. These new finishes are all about style and high design, so it really is a nice-looking product. And it features classic styling that's going to fit into any decor you might already have at home. And if you can't figure out how to get that faucet installed, you can call us at one eight 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 Money Pit, or you can check out the Peerless website at faucetcoach.com, where they have lots of diagrams on how to do just that. It's really not that hard. You can do it yourself if you're a plumber. And you don't have to do it alone. One eight 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 money pit Leslie, who's next? Manny in New Jersey finds the money pit on WCTC, and you've got air conditioning on your mind. What can we do for you? Yes, uh, we have this thing. We have a, a Cape Cod, and we use wall air conditioning up in the second floor. But the first floor, we, we, we just want to see there is another way of replacing our window air conditioning. Well, Manny, the best thing for you to do is to install central air conditioning, and that is a big investment, but that's going to give you the best return on investment. It will cost the least to operate, um, and you know, it's generally the best idea all the way around. However, there is one other thing you can do, and that is you can use what's called a split system, and you could put it through the wall air handler in. This is when you have a small compressor outside and then a wall-mounted air handler inside the house. Uh, you often see something that looks a little bit like this in a hotel room where you have a unit under the window, mm -hmm. but the ones for the house are a lot smaller. In my office, for example, we have uh, one of these that I think is made by Toshiba, if I remember correctly, that's very quiet because the compressor is outside and does a really good job of, of cooling. a. Uh, this particular room is about 600 square feet. So that's the third option. But if you want to put in central air conditioning, there are ways to run ducts through the house, especially if you have a Cape Cod where they're not totally visible. And then there's yet another way to run ducts, and that's called a high-velocity air conditioning system where instead of using big ducts, you use tubes that are about the size of a dryer exhaust Yeah, and that's duct. generally known as something called Space Pack, P-A-K. And um, they are, like Tom said, these small tubes that sort of fit between your wall cavities, and they don't have to worry about putting any sort of large ductwork into your house. So it works great if you have an older home and don't really want to go through so much of a demolition nightmare to make those ducts work. And that works amazingly well. Manny, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Jim in Missouri, what can we do for you? A friend of mine owns a home in, in Little, Little Rock, and uh, they did a, a radon test, and it came back positive. Okay, do you remember what the uh, rating was? No, I, I didn't do it myself because uh, I'm, I'm in Missouri, but I had uh, indicated to her that, you know, if there was any way I could help uh, with a correction procedure of some sort that I might uh, help her. But Well, if it was a short-term radon test like, uh, for example, a charcoal canister test or an EPERM test, it probably was coming back uh, in a measurement of something called picocuries. And if it was higher than 4.0 picocuries, then that's considered an elevated level. Now, the way this is mitigated is with a sub-slab suction system. Basically what happens is you install a radon mitigation system where there's a pipe that leads all the way up to the attic and somewhere between the attic and the basement where this is going to be connected to the floor there's a fan that's on all the time so the pipe is always pulling air out of the basement area now the pipe basically gets dropped into the basement floor and you excavate a pit there that gets filled with stones so you want a wider pit kind of like a sump pit in that particular area you know this house is built on a slab Okay, well, that you, you're going to go right through the slab into the soil below and excavate out a bit of a pit because you want a larger surface area to grab that soil gas from because that's what the radon is. And then the pipe is basically sealed in at the top with new concrete. And with that fan running 24-7, it pulls the gas out from under the floor and exhausts it out the house. I have to tell you, though, Jim, even though you want to help her, it's not a do-it-yourself job. I would definitely hire a radon mitigation company that knows how to do this. They do it the same way every day. They're going to make sure they get that out right because there are some other tests that have to be done to make sure this is done. For example, there's something called a communication system test where basically once they turn the fan on, they'll drill some small holes around different parts of the floor and with a uh, testing device determine if the gas is actually coming from those holes back all the way to this vent and then working its way out. They'll use a smoke tester or something like that to do now, that. Now, isn't it also possible, Tom, that these home tests sometimes can produce a false positive because of, you know, a variety of conditions? Not likely to produce a false positive, more likely to produce a false negative because okay. it has to be done under a closed building condition. You have to have all the windows and doors closed except for normal in and out. Now, was this done uh, this time of the year? Or about a week, week and a half, two weeks ago, I guess. Okay. I would tell you that if you waited a few more months till it got really cold in the middle of the winter, it might even come up higher because right now, you know, windows and doors still get open on a pretty regular basis right. on a nice day. But in the middle of the winter is generally when you get your seasonal high, and the middle of the summer is when you get your seasonal low when you're doing testing because that's when you have more or less ventilation in the house. The friend who, who owns this property uh, uh, knows previous owners going back to about uh, well, 30 years ago. And there's been an unusually high incidence of cancer among those folks. Wow. Wow, very interesting. Well, you never know uh, what the source of it was. Do you, you, and you don't know what the reading is, so you don't know if we're talking about a minimally high reading or a screaming high reading here. No, but, but you said it was a 4.0. Is that considered elevated? Yeah. And over 4.0. And there's, there's actually two scales. The most common one is peak curies. The other one's called working level. And the uh, the number for working level is 0 0.02. If it's over 0 0.02, if it's measured in working levels, or over 4.0, if it's measured in peak curies, that's considered elevated, and you need to have a radon mitigation system installed. Jim, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Hey, Money Pit listeners, are you wondering how you're going to finance that big makeover you've been dreaming about? Well, we're going to tell you where to find the cash for your Money Pit next. You live in a Money Pit! This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at FaucetCoach.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Call us with your question about your home improvement project. You know, speaking of questions, Leslie, you know, we give a lot of information about how to do home improvements and how to repair things in your home. But the one thing that we don't talk about too often is how to pay for those home improvement projects. How exactly do you get one? And does the bank actually show you a big pile of money on that day when you close? Well, exactly. I mean, you could pay with cash, you could pay with credit cards, you could pay with a personal loan, or you could do what millions of Americans are doing, and that is paying for home improvements with home equity loans. You know, for the past several years, the low interest rates have not only helped folks become first-time home buyers, but they're also a great way for owners of homes to borrow money against the equity in their homes and use that money to pay for renovations and improvements. Yeah, we've got a great guest joining us to talk about everything you need to know about home equity, loans, mortgage. It's David Rupp, the Home Equity Executive with Bank of America. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. So David, how exactly does a home equity loan work? How do you extract money? How do you squeeze money out of, out of your house to help pay for those improvements? The, the first thing we would want to remember is that Uh, Most consumers have equity in their property, and that, of course, is the difference between the value of the home and money they owe on a first mortgage, as an example. Okay. And what customers are doing is tapping that available equity with another loan instrument, and it can be a loan or a line of credit. Yeah, but how do you decide what's better for your individual situation? The most important thing for a consumer who's considering uh, this option to do is to shop around and to go, for instance, to their bank or a borrower where they got their first mortgage and ask the person that provided them with that service to explain the two or three options that are available. It would be a loan, for instance, a line of credit, and perhaps a combination product where there is a a loan within a line of credit. So there's a lot of uh, awareness that needs to be created for our consumers so they can make the right choice. Well, David, for example, um, our financial advisor had suggested that we have a home equity line of credit um, for emergencies or perhaps to pay for things that you might otherwise take uh, a different type of loan for. For example, if you wanted to buy a new car or something like that, how do you decide whether or not you should go for the loan or the line of credit? Is the line of credit basically a loan that you don't use until you actually need it? The line of credit does provide a lot of flexibility. One of the criteria that a, a customer would want to choose the line of credit on based uh, 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 compared with the loan would be if they want a fixed sum of money with a fixed payment for a particular thing, they might go and get a loan. On the other hand, if they wanted flexibility, both in the terms of how much they borrow and how much they pay back on a month-to-month basis, that's usually the line of credit, and it provides a, a great deal of flexibility. But we're seeing interest rates just continue to rise. You know, they seem to be volatile at the moment. How do you know how to make an important choice like this by taking a huge sum of money without having to pay through the teeth as these interest rates rise? 
Leslie, that's a great point. And the other thing we would remember is that the loan usually has a fixed interest rate, and the line of credit is usually variable. Many customers who uh, obtained a line of credit in the past are now paying an increasing amount of interest. And one of the features that's now very popular in the market is what's called a fixed-rate loan option. So money that customers have borrowed under that line of credit where they had a variable rate, they're allowed to fix that rate on those borrowings and have a normal loan within the line of credit. So you can lock that rate for that duration of the loan? That's correct. And you get to choose that duration. So that's also very helpful. Yeah, that gives you a lot of control because you can watch what's happening with the interest rates and make that sort of strategic decision right at the right time. Correct. And then that's where your, your banker or your financial advisor can provide you with a lot of insight as to what's the right path. We're talking to David Rupp. He is the Bank of America Home Equity Executive. And David, are there tax advantages to uh, using a home equity loan versus, you know, a personal loan or or even a credit card to pay for a home improvement project? Currently, uh, most of our customers find that they do have tax advantages when they borrow against their home, either with a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit. And uh, we always, of course, uh, remind uh, customers to seek tax advice from tax professionals. But in general, it usually is tax deductible. David Rupp from Bank of America, thanks again for stopping by the Money Pit. Hey, for more great resources and information on how to get your own home equity loan, you can visit bankofamerica.com or call 1-800-900-9000. That's 1-800-900-9000. Heating season is soon upon us, and you will see a big increase in spending on those energy dollars. But your wood stove or your fireplace might actually be the best way to help fight high energy costs this winter. But you need to make sure you aren't fueling the fire the wrong way. The do's and don'ts after this. Money pit! Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at The Home Depot. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams and quite possibly mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. When we've got a problem, the last thing we need is another problem. So when we've got a drain problem, I call Roto-Rooter. First, the Roto-Rooter guy shows up on time. I like that. Next, he takes a look at the problem and tells me how much it's going to cost. No surprises. you got to like that. Finally, when he's done, it's gone. The problem is gone. Guaranteed. That's how I like it. I make a call, the problem goes away. Too bad Roto-Rooter doesn't fix cars. Call Roto-Rooter. That's the name. And away go trouble down the drain. Roto-Rooter. 
When you took your first steps or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation. Starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into hot and cold running reality. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to this hour of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Making good homes better at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If your kid is locked in the bathroom and the knob is broken off, then it is time to tune in and listen (laughs) to what we have to say very, very carefully because we can help you like saving money this winter on your energy bills. You know, if you have a wood-burning stove, you have to be very careful not to use the wrong fuel. You could damage the stove, and you could also decrease its efficiency, which is going to cost you even more money, and it could be very dangerous. Here's some things you don't want to do. You don't want to burn trash. You don't want to burn driftwood, and you especially, especially, especially never, ever want to burn treated or composite woods. What you do want to do, use seasoned wood. It's going to have the best heat release, which means you need less of it to give you more BTUs of heat. And it's going to give you minimal creosote buildup. That's very important because if you burn wet lumber, if you burn soft lumber, if you burn pine and fir and stuff like that, it gives you a lot of creosote buildup, and that could lead to chimney fires. So burn the right stuff. I've also heard that if you're burning a fire, it sucks sort of your warm, heated air out of the house and up the chimney. So how do you know when burning a fire is appropriate and when it's not? That's a great question. That's why the larger fireplaces have combustion air intakes. Those are those vents that are on the side because they want to supply just enough air to not force a fireplace to suck a lot of heated air out of the house. I think it's more of a condition and more of a concern with a fireplace than it is with a wood stove because it's very large, but it's definitely true. Fireplaces themselves are really not the most energy efficient appliances because they do take a lot of heated air out, but they certainly are fun. And they sure are pretty. You can't toast marshmallows around a wood stove, at least not nearly as easily. I don't think it would kind of come out the same. But a wood stove is small. The uh, combustion chamber is much more efficient. It gets a lot more heat out. It has a lot more surface area that radiates that heat out. So I don't think you have to worry so much about it with a wood stove. It's more of a fireplace concern that you're going to draw a lot of heated air out of the room. All right. Well, good advice. And if you want some other free tips and advice about fireplace and wood stove tips, in our very next e-newsletter, you're going to find everything you need to know, including what you need to do now to make sure you have a warm and toasty winter and how not to get taken in one of the most common home improvement scams. Well, if you're not a subscriber, sign up at moneypit.com. It's free, folks. Do it now. Speaking of free, we're going to give away a free, fantastic faucet from Peerless. We're going to give away a single-handle lavatory faucet. It's got a brushed nickel finish. It's worth 65 bucks, and it features classic styling that will fit in with any decor. And the best part about this prize is that the Peerless folks are going to walk you through the entire installation process. If you visit faucetcoach.com, they're going to give you easy-to-understand advice, and you are going to feel like a pro when you accomplish this plumbing task. So call us right now, one eight 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 money pit One caller this hour is going to win that beautiful brand-new faucet from Peerless. Leslie, who's next? Jerry in North Dakota, you listen to the Money Pit on WDAY. What can we do for you? Yes, I'm doing some remodeling in my bathroom. 
and I have a uh, linoleum or glued linoleum floor in there. Considering putting that heated tile flooring in, I wonder if I could put that right over the top. Uh, most likely, but I think you have to read the manufacturer's instructions on the heating strips that you're going to use because that's a UL-rated appliance, and they're going to have some very specific instructions there on how close that can be and what it can be near. But generally, you probably can go on top of that. Is this the type of radiant floor that's sort of embedded in mortar? Well, I haven't really checked into the different types. Types yeah, you have to decide which type of a radiant system you're going to use and check the UL rating on it because they're going to tell you exactly what you can be close to and how close you can be. But I suspect um, with a floor installation, you can probably go on top of the old floor without too much of a problem. And you'll enjoy that in North Dakota quite a bit. Nice to have those warm tiles hit your tootsies first thing in the chilly morning, huh? Well, it's good for tootsies for my wife's feet at bed at night, too. <laughs> <laughs> Warm them up before she has to brush them up against you, huh, Jerry? Exactly. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. See, that's why guys do home improvements, Leslie, just because, <laughs> just to make their lives a little bit more pleasant. Yeah, and women have the coldest feet. Jerry was tired of getting kicked with those cold tootsies on his wife for all these years, and he figured he's going to fix that once and for all. He's like, I want to use radiant floor pads and wrap them around my wife's feet. Is that safe? <laughs> Florida, you're on the line. Patricia, how can we help? I have a, a new home that's being constructed with the usual drywall and uh, plaster over it, and I guess the stud's about 18 inches apart. I thought she was going to say with the usual cost overruns. <laughs> well, that's true. And, and scheduling delays. And we're behind in the schedule, <laughs> and we're two weeks well, late. No, we're okay. It's just I, as an afterthought, I have a question. Um, I have a wall as you go into my front door. It's a foyer, and to the left there is a wall. And um, I, had, I found a woman who painted a beautiful mural on six-by-six six tiles. They're tumbled marble tiles, and you mm -hmm. put them together and grout them together and put sort of like you see people do behind stoves, cooktops. Yeah. But this is a mural that's like 40 inches wide and about 60 inches tall. And I started worrying about the weight of that on a regular wall. And I've gotten all sorts of advice uh, one is to cut the drywall out and put something called a cement board in. Others people said, oh, no, just make sure you've got enough screws and nails into your drywall and it should support it okay. But I'm a little worried about putting that mural up there and the next thing I know my wall is going to buckle or something. You know, that's a great question, and I tell you what, if I was investing in a beautiful tile mural like that, I, I would not put it on plaster, on drywall. I just don't think it's a smart well, thing to do. Well, you know what you can do? I actually just did something like this for an episode of Trading Spaces. I did a mosaic tile artwork that wasn't quite as large as yours. Mine was 24 by 36, but I built a frame for it, and then put the tiles into the frame and grouted it into the frame so it became a portable piece of artwork. It weighed a ton, but we could move it. And then I used a cleating system where I took a two-by-four and split it at a 45-degree angle so it became two pieces that notched into each other. And I put one onto the wall and I made sure that I went into all the studs that I could possibly cover in that spance. And then I put the opposite cleat on the back side of the artwork and hung it on top of that cleat. Now, benefit of that is if you ever move, you can take it with you and you know that it's supported properly. So you never put a board behind it but anyways? I made a complete frame for it and set it into the frame. Okay, and you hung that in on the wall. 
Correct. Exactly. But it really depends. on Hers was a lot smaller than yours, Patricia. With the size yeah, yours that you're is doing, 40 inches by 5 feet. That's huge. It, it is. It, what it is is an Italian veranda that all you see is arches going back in the distance. It well, sounds, sounds beautiful. beautiful. It is absolutely gorgeous, yeah. and I am so afraid that something's going to happen to it. And yes, you're right. If I ever do move from there, I have to leave it on the wall. That's right. That would be the only reason that you might want to build it as a standalone piece, Patricia. But if you want to build it into the wall, what I would do is I would cut out the drywall and I would put in a cement backer. Yeah, cement backer board. Uh, a cement, like they do in a shower? Correct. Exactly. Yeah, and okay. that would be screwed right to the studs. And then you can tile right on top of that. Okay. And the other option was to get a board and glue the tiles mm-hmm. onto that. Well, build a complete frame so that the right. center portion where the tile artwork is going to go is recessed into the frame so that once you put the mastic, the tile, and the grout, it all sort of creates this flush piece of artwork. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Up next, getting rid of stains. It's one of the most frequently asked questions on the Money Pit. We're going to give you some tricks of the trade to clean up marble floors next. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, available 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Or you can log on to our website at moneypit.com. Click on Ask Tom and Leslie. Perhaps you're driving. You don't want to pick up the phone. It's just not darn convenient. Please email us a question. We get lots of questions every single week. Do our best to get back to as many folks as we possibly can, either on the radio, through our columns, or perhaps one-on-one. So let's tackle some of those email questions right now. All right, this one comes from Scott in Valley Center, California, who writes, How do I get rid of a stain from a broken jar of pickles on my travertine marble floor? That sounds like an overloaded refrigerator. (laughs) I I think there's a story behind that. (laughs) Yeah, so let's just throw a dart here and think it's a kitchen, a marble floor (laughs) in a kitchen. Uh, You know, hard surface floors are great, but the glass jars don't bounce too well. Mm-hmm. When, and when those floors are very porous. Yeah, they, they are. Um, there is a product that works for that. It's called Marblex, and it is available from Stone Care International. Their website is stonecare.com. These guys kind of specialize in stone cleaning, and it's a great product. You can buy it by the court. You can apply it, and it will do a good job of removing most stains. Now, once you get it clean, though, I do recommend that you reseal the floor because the process of cleaning will take away any sealer that was there earlier. So please clean it and then reseal it, and you'll be good to go. And get a few things out of that refrigerator, will you? Mm-hmm. And here's one from Grover in Newark, Delaware, who writes, Do I need to call a professional, or could a non-handyman like myself remove the track and framework for a sliding glass shower door without harming the tile or tub surface? Well, I think that the tile or tub surface is probably already harmed by the virtue of the fact that there was a sliding door there. Oh, yeah, and it was screwed into. Yeah, taking it apart is like removing, it's kind of like taking apart an erector set. You pull off the top track, pull out the doors, pull out the sides. The key here, Leslie, is those little holes that are left from when Mm -hmm. it was actually drilled in. So those are going to have to be patched, and you could use some grout for that, and perhaps you could dye some grout to match the tile. Oh, that's good to know. I never thought of that. Well, if you're planning some major remodeling in your house, you might want to stop before you take a sledgehammer to that wall to make sure it's not the wall that's holding up your home. On today's edition of Leslie's Last Word, she's got the lowdown on load-bearing walls. Leslie? 
Well, demolition certainly is the funnest part of any home improvement project. It does feel good to break things apart. But before you do it, can you identify the load-bearing walls in your home? Hmm, Can you, can you? Well, load-bearing walls are vital to the structure strength, and they include exterior walls that are supporting the roof, the ceiling, and the upper floor load. So they really hold a lot of weight. They usually run through the center of the house and are supported with columns in the basement. So that's a good clue to tell you which wall walls are doing those big jobs around your house. So when remodeling, load-bearing walls can be removed, but only with professional supervision. So hold up before you swing that sledgehammer. Great advice. You can always call us if you have a question about which wall you're going to tear out. I remember one time when someone called about how to remove that pipe that was in the middle of the uh, pool table they wanted to put in the basement, Leslie. Uh, Don't. yeah, that pipe. They want to know what tool to use to remove that pipe. I said, well, can you describe the pipe? They thought it was a plumbing pipe. They go, well, it's a big steel post and it's got bolted to the beam. I'm like, not a pipe. <laughs> Lolly column, bad um, idea. Yeah, if you were to remove that, your entire house would cave in on itself. Yeah, so you would put not that be pool table pool in, elsewhere. In that basement, exactly. There would be no basement. <laughs> so if you have a question, call us right now, one eight 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 Money Pit. Call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are happy to take your questions. It is questions. kind of and a sissy name for such an important structure in the basement, though. Lolly column? Lolly column. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like lollipop, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> 888-666-3974. Well, coming up next week on the program, bathroom and kitchen remodels. They're right up there on the top of the list for getting the best return on your investment. Well, we're going to teach you next week how you can actually make over those rooms on the cheap, on the fly, without spending a lot of money, and still get a whole new look that's going to really add to the value of your home. That's all the time we have for now, though. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, hey, hey,